0: Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Thank you for joining us today. We are on day 5 of the Word Seminar and it's going to be more and more glorious as we keep rising. I can see that there are so many testimonies that have been um, coming through for the Word Seminar. So many people share so many testimonies of what has been going on in their lives and we thank god for the great opportunity we have to hear his word for lord let's pray father in the name of jesus thank you for your love thank you for your grace thank you for your kindness thank you for your mercy thank you for the opportunity to hear your word our minds and our hearts are open the eyes of our understanding are enlightened holy spirit thank you because today we receive your word with meekness and gladness we receive with our hearts and gratitude word of God Lord today our lives will not be the same because of the word that is coming to our hearts in Jesus mighty name Amen while we're watching the Chronicles of Prophecy there was a word of prophecy that came out said this year God will give you great counsel and that word really encouraged me that word really meant a lot to me because counsel is a great it's a great thing it's a great thing So I sing one of my favorite songs. Our Lord God, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thine great power. Our Lord God, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thine outstretched arm. Great power. Our Lord God, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thine outstretched arm. Ah, Lord God, Thou hast made the heavens and the earth by Thine great power. Ah, Lord God, Thou hast made the heavens and the earth by Thine outstretched arm. Ah, Lord God. Thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thine great power. Ah, Lord God, thou hast made the heavens by thine outstretched arm. Oh. Nothing is too difficult for thee. Nothing is too difficult for thee, Great and mighty God, great and count, still and mighty indeed, mighty indeed, nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing nothing is too difficult for thee and nothing is too difficult for thee nothing is too difficult for thee great and mighty god great in council and mighty indeed Mighty indeed Nothing, nothing Absolutely nothing Nothing is too difficult for Thee Oh, and nothing is too difficult for Thee Nothing is too difficult for Thee great and mighty god great and council and mighty indeed mighty indeed nothing nothing absolutely nothing nothing is too difficult for thee hallelujah It is impossible to live the supernatural life without faith. Faith is not a religious philosophy. Faith is a mystery. Faith is a mystery. Faith is not a religious philosophy. Faith is a mystery. Faith brings the Christian into the realm of god's provision into the realm of god's performances faith is practical faith is practical i said faith brings the christian into the realm of god's provision remember what i said on the very first day i said faith gives you access to the things of god remember what he said in first corinthians chapter 2 He said, even the things of God knoweth no man but by the Spirit of God. That means the things that are of God, miracles, supernatural supply, graces, glories, the peace of God. All those things are not in the realm of man's understanding. They are not in the realm of man's works. Remember, he said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, Verse 11, he said, For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? He said, Even so, the things of God, they are things of God. In Hebrews, they are called invisible things. Why does he call them invisible things? Because they are real. That is why he calls them things. They are real, so he calls them things. If he had just said, Even so, the invisible knoweth no man. But he said, the invisible things of him, the invisible things of him are known. So he said, even so, the things of God knoweth no man. That means the things of God are not accessible by human principles, they are not accessible by philosophy, they are not accessible by psychology. They are not accessible by the environment they are not accessible by science the things of god knoweth no man is that by the spirit of god so faith is not a religious philosophy faith is a mystery it is a divine tool i like to term faith as a lens it gives you access into the realm in which god is seen remember the analogy i gave you yesterday The analogy I gave you yesterday was, imagine playing a video game. The characters in the game are relating. You might call it unreal, but they are relating in that dimension. That is why when one player is going and another one is following him and you press O, depending on the configuration you are using, it will slide him down. And the one in there will respond to the sliding down because in that dimension they are relating if you use your finger to try to slide that man in the in the video down your finger will not be able to slide him down there is only one thing giving you to help you access that dimension in which they are and that is the part that is giving you the same way the dimension of god is not the dimension of man but god has made it possible for us to But have access to him through the agency of faith. Look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. It is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. He must believe that he is. He cannot come and test whether God is. He is not allowed to test whether God is. He said, the one who cometh to God must believe, first of all, that he is. It is a requirement of God. He said, even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but by the Spirit of God. First Corinthians chapter 2, let's look at verse 12. He said, now we have received, not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit of God, that we might know the things which are freely given to us of God. So you can see clearly that the things that are of God have... To be assessed by the agency of the Spirit of God faith is a law I would like you to know that this world is God is, is, is governed by by laws is governed by laws the earth you see is full of laws it has been weaned with laws so there are certain laws that when a man applies the man does not necessarily have to even know God because the laws are set in motion to work i'll give you an example of a biological law someone said oh you saw a girl or you saw a boy who is looking very nice it's as though you know his creation when god was creating him it was a different day look at the person looking so nice so cool you know he, he was born He's not suffering to have beard. He's not suffering. He was probably even born with the packs. I know people like that they were born with packs. Some with one pack, some with six. Even before that man, that guy even goes to pick any metal, or that lady goes to any gym, her calves are caved. Now, someone will say, Hey, God really created me well. Well, the truth is that it's not God who created you. The only one that God claims He created is Adam. You see, when we don't understand that, something will happen. We will now ask God why He created the crippled man, cripple. Because once you don't understand that, it will be as though God was the one who created the crippled man, cripple. But in actual sense, there are biological laws that are responsible for people who come into the world and how they look so God did not create you God did not create me you are shocked I shocked I am saying it God did not create you God did not create me God created Adam and God created a new creation for us our parents came together now let me show you John chapter 1 let's look at verse 10 We'll start from verse 10. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received it, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Now he's talking about the sons of God. So he's saying in verse 12 that to them he gave power to become the sons of God. So the people who are called the sons of God, in verse 13, he said, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So over here, he's not saying that anybody who was, because he said, which were born. He's making a comparison between those who were born and those who were born again. So he says, the people who were born. He mentions three reasons why or three agencies by which these people came into the world. He said, one, not of blood. When when he talks about not of blood, that means he's talking about the seed. That's what he's talking about the sperm. And he says, no of the will of the flesh. That means it's not because, you know, um your father was feeling some way your mother was feeling some way so the will of the flesh then he gave it then he said of no, the will of man it's not because your parents said that uh, we want to have a child so he's saying three things now that means those who are first of all born are born either by the will of blood nor, or the will of the flesh or the will of man so God did not create you God did not create me who God created was Adam then he set a biological law in motion so much so that every other person who is now born comes to the world as a result of the biological law so you will see that because this girl's mother has a certain kind of feature on her body the girl also gets that feature free of charge it's not god who is dashing rest. so sometimes Scientifically, you will see what we call hormonal deficits. Right, things that happen in the womb where something touched something, so the person comes into the world and he's having a hormonal deficit. So he's feeling a way he's not supposed to feel. Those as because if we don't address it that way, we will not know that it is wrong. So at the end of the day, generally we can say. God created everybody because it started from Adam if God did not create Adam we will not have what we are seeing over here but the greater thing to think about or to talk about here is that God created Adam then there are biological laws in motion whether you have prayed or not once everything is correct with your sperm's and everything is correct with the lady's egg Whether you have prayed or not, baby is coming out. So there are some people who shout, it has happened, it has happened. Then they will go and kill somebody's daughter. It shall happen. So, you begin to understand through scripture, there are laws. For example, people used to believe that rain is, you know, if we don't begin to s- separate these things, we will, our theology can be punched by scientists and we will think there's no God. For example, we used to believe as kids that rain, if it's rain, it means God has opened tap in heaven. When the Bible says rain is a gift from God, it's not because God is the one causes to rain or not it is as it is a scientific law at work something leaves the earth it comes back as rain so there is a law at work so in china they are able to make it rain because they understand the law that is responsible for the raining I'll round off so that we can continue tomorrow. So I talked about the biological laws that are at work in nature and the things that are at work um, in the world. And I thought, um, I thought on the biological laws, like for example, people giving birth, all these are biological We need to separate these things so we know what is a miracle what is the hand of god what is the by the agency of faith and what is something that we we, we would term or deem as normal so he says in first Corinthians 2 verse 11 he says for what man knoweth the things of a man say the spirit of man which is in him even so the things of god so there are things of god when you are if you're a christian when you're a christian the subject of faith is non-negotiable. Understanding the subject of faith will help you understand who God is. I'll say something. The angel came to Mary and say, and said something to Mary. He says that nothing shall be impossible unto God. He said nothing is impossible to God said nothing will be impossible with god nothing shall be impossible with god nothing shall be possible now this statement is really powerful and a lot of christians are very acquainted with it they are acquainted with the fact that there's nothing impossible with god right so when it comes to they believing whether god can do it or not that's luke chapter 1 verse 37 He said, for with god nothing shall be impossible so when it comes to whether they believe god can do something or not that one is not really in question. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. But Jesus now made a statement which, you know, means means a lot um, spiritually. It's a very very implicative statement. Jesus Christ said that anything is possible to him who believes. Now, check, looked after one verse thirty-seven. He says, "With God, nothing shall be possible." That. Is, That means anything is possible with God. That's what the angel says. Anything is possible with God. Then Jesus says, all things are possible to him that believes. What is he saying? What he is saying over there is that anytime the faith of a Christian is active, what what has happened is that he has entered into God's possibilities. Anything that God can do, that person can do. Now, don't have a religious mind to think, "Ah, this is a big statement. No, believe it because that is what the scripture says. When a Christian's faith is active, it makes it possible for anything God should have done or would like to do. It makes it possible for that thing that supernatural thing to happen in the life of that Christian so faith is not a trivial topic and like I, I, I usually tell you don't think faith is what it is not faith is not trust let's go back to Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1 so let us therefore fear lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest any of you should come short of it for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them but the word preached did not profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it that means all the possibilities of god really are of no consequence until it is met with faith anything god can do is of no consequence it will be there as though it were never there until the faith of a man is able to log in into those possibilities. You know, faith is, is so powerful, right? Sometimes we exhibit things that are not faith and we call it faith. Faith is so powerful. I'll give you an example. This is a story, a true story. A woman without fallopian tubes, without a uterus. And her pastor tells her, "You're going to have a child. Now, in your mind, what will you be thinking? That means, if she is receiving that by faith, if she receives that word by faith, in your mind, what you'll be thinking is, then, faith should bring her a uterus. Faith should bring her fallopian tube. Let me tell you something. Faith doesn't have to do it. Faith doesn't have to give her the uterus. Faith doesn't have to give her the fallopian tube what you are looking for is a baby, not a uterus. So sometimes we actually declare unbelief without knowing. Because somebody like that, after the pastor has prayed for her, the next thing she's going to do is to go to the hospital to check if there is now a uterus. Because she thinks her problem is the uterus. Her problem is not the uterus. Faith deals with with the answer faith does not look at the method faith does not look at the method faith faith is dealing with the answer now so when this woman did not have a uterus the next thing that happened was that she didn't go to the hospital to check whether she has a uterus or not she went having sex with her husband she took seat where is the baby lying where is the baby how did this happen she gave birth after 9 months where is the baby is the baby suspending in the womb they were shocked after she gave birth they still couldn't find any uterus they couldn't find a fallopian tube i said the angel said with god nothing shall be impossible jesus too said the one who believes nothing shall be impossible unto him what does what's he saying he's saying that faith brings you into the god class faith brings you into the class of god where you begin to function with the possibilities that are in god the possibilities that are in god then you immediately begin to find yourself functioning there i said something in three nights of faith and power every situation is reversible by faith it is not faith if you are expecting your uncle to give you the money faith is expecting the money no clause about the uncle has nothing to do with the uncle has nothing to do with the auntie Faith looks at the money. Faith is looking at one time somebody wanted to go to school and the person has not gone to school. The person says, Say please, my my results are bad. I don't think I'll get it. I said, Do you want good results or you want to school? Do you want good results or you want to school? Say I want to go to school. I said that is what we should pray about. so we've been looking at faith and yesterday we talked we we, we started a journey and we start I said the first thing that is required in the story of faith or in the matter that has to do with faith concerning faith is non-negotiable you see this is what brings someone into the realm of faith I said it is not just about trusting you are dealing with spiritual laws now, I was talking about spiritual laws before the stream went off. You see, there are spiritual laws. There are physical laws. There are laws that work in nature. For example, the law of gravity. The law of gravity was keen until the Wright brothers invented an aeroplane, which now introduced the law of lift, which, when applied anywhere in the world, will suspend the law of gravity. Before that, it was never believed that human beings could fly before that the law of gravity was king and anybody who whoever thought anybody who ever thought that law the, the law of gravity is that was the fate of man will be surprised because somebody now puts an engine together put something together put something together to come together to form another law which now suspends the law of gravity indefinitely until that law is also suspended So when you deal with it as laws you will be thinking of how they function how these laws function so we are looking at the law of faith what will consummate it into faith what will what at the end of the day how will it become faith is it just saying that okay i don't believe this again i believe this i don't try no 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 we are looking at the things that are responsible for the god happenings things that are responsible for the god happenings look living a supernatural life is the heritage of every christian is the heritage of every christian to be defeated in life it's not is it, it, non-christian it's not consistent with scripture to be defeated in life is not consistent with scripture so when you go to the word of god you begin to now assess and begin to know what is responsible for my victory? You see, if victory is promised me in the scriptures, they that receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness are in life. But every time I sleep, a spirit comes to slap me and I see the marks on my body. You are not experiencing victory. Every time I sleep, a spirit comes to sleep with me. One time I was talking with one young man. He said, every time he sleeps, spirits come to sleep with him. And he has been told that that is the reason why he's not progressing in life. And he said, he has fasted, he has prayed. I said, fasting and prayer, the devil is not afraid of it. Fasting and prayer does not... What's the word? What's the word? It does not expel the devil the devil does not run away because you are fasting he's not running away because you are praying the devil is not afraid of you because you are praying the only antidote to darkness is light a lot of the time we don't even know what we are expecting when we are praying a lot of the time when we are praying what we should be expecting is the light of god because there are many people praying without light and those prayers are bogus, without apology. Look at Ecclesiastes chapter 17. Chapter 7, sorry. Verse 11. Give me the NIV. Sorry, is. Ecclesiastes chapter eleven, verse seven, rather not seven, verse eleven. But almost, almost the two are also saying the same thing. Actually, he says (laughs) that's amazing. Ecclesiastes seven, verse eleven is also almost saying the same thing. Now he says in Ecclesiastes chapter eleven, verse seven, he says, "Truly, the light is sweet. (laughs) Your life will never be sweet without light." If you see someone constantly having a sweet life, it is because he knows something. Is that truly the light is sweet, and a pleasant thing it is for the eyes to behold the sun. Truly, the light is sweet. So, so I told him. I said, "What sucks darkness is light, not fasting and prayers." So, if you are experiencing and spirit comes to sleep with you every day, the day the light of God on that topic dawns on you, the devil knows that his time has run out. The devil knows when you are speaking from a depth of light. And he knows when you are speaking from your head. So we are looking at it again. Yesterday we rounded off at desire. 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 I'll define desire for you Number one, desire is the longing of the soul. Desire is the longing of the soul. The longing of the soul. Something that you want intensely. Strong desire. Something that, you know, is giving you sleepless nights. A strong desire. Yesterday, I was talking with uh, uh, two of my daughters. I was telling them something. I said, How many of you have ever read a book or listened to any documentary about the law of attraction? Yes. They are dealing with some form of metaphysical, astral things, law of attraction, making it look like men have not known it and all these things. uh, They have been in the Bible. Law of attraction has been in the Bible. Whether you are born again or not, desire. There's nobody who has made it in life without a strong desire to win. It's actually a spiritual force field. So, a man who is born again or not born again, all of them have desire, and all of them use desire. All of them use desire. Some of you watching me, you, you desire a certain young lady to the extent that she became your girlfriend. The strong desire. So when I was talking to the, the, the young lady, she was like, Say it's even the girls, sometimes we do it. Say, you can have... You focus on that young man. You desire, strong desire. And the lady was telling me, she said sometimes it works. He said it works. Once you put your mind on it like that, you with a strong desire. You begin to pull it to you. Now, I'll end with this. Then tomorrow we'll go more in depth. Desire is what invites God into your situation. Spirits invade desires So not just God The devil also knows where there's a strong desire A strong desire When a man struggles for long In something and he wants to really come out When the desire becomes very intense God is invited At that time God has been invited So God will draw toward that desire Because a strong desire will pull God into the situation. Tomorrow we'll look at some examples in the Bible. And I'll show you three cardinal expressions of desire. I'll show you three cardinal expressions of desire. Three ways that desire shows itself. I'll ask you a question. Some of you who have worshipped and cried. Or you have sung a song in church and you were crying. Or hands were laid on you and you were crying. I want to ask you a question. The tears that came out of your eyes were they spiritual? No, those are the same tears that that will come if you are sorrowful and it is not spiritual. So what's the difference? What's because not every worship song is actually an emotional thing that's making you cry. You can know you know that this one is a spiritual thing. I'm 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 expressing a longing of the soul for God, and it's happening deep from within my spirit. Maybe you were in church and you were praying and all of a sudden tears began to come without you necessarily feeling any sort of emotion and tears were coming out of your eyes. So, what were those tears for? What were those tears for? How did those tears arrive there? The same way, you were sorrowful about something, your heart was broken, tears were coming. The same tears. Now, how did your tear glands? How were they connected to the spiritual one and the emotional one? You see, I'll just give you a hint and then we'll continue tomorrow. What actually happens is that when the holy spirit or a spiritual phenomenon happens to your spirit your spirit the way your spirit receives it it cannot be interpreted by you it's like if you ever see a computer coding it is those who have studied coding who know what is going on sometimes when you are typing on the computer when you type a inside the coding it is not a it is zeros and ones so until we leave we take that thing according to the programming to someone who actually does coding the person will now tell you okay according to coding this, this 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 that person has studied it so the person knows what is going on to you the lay person you will not be able to explain it you what you want to see on your keypad after you press a is to see a so what you are seeing on your screen actually is an interpretation or interpretation or Yes, it's an interpretation of actually what is going on. The real thing is actually the coding. What you are seeing now is an interpretation of the coding. So what happens is, when a spiritual thing happens in your spirit, you are unable to relate with what is going on in your spirit. You cannot tell. That's what someone says. Ah, I feel like God is saying something to me. But I don't know what exactly God is saying. Sometimes you can be in a, a, a meeting and they say prophesy. You know that there's something... You know, there's something going on. you really want to say something, but you cannot con- uh, explain what is going on. So something now happens. Your spirit now passes the information on to your soul. When it passes onto your soul, it comes as a desire, but there are three cardinal ways that it, it passes through. So it either works in you as a thought or an emotion or an imagination we will continue tomorrow